Do you believe that your relationship with God is important? How about the most important thing in your life? Do you find yourself feeling torn at times about whether to even care about your physical health because you're wondering if God cares anyways? Are you struggling to grow your relationship with God in the midst of trying to learn to take care of yourself and your health? I was challenged by a mentor of mine recently with why I don't just share more about exactly how to grow your relationship with God if that's what I'm passionate about, which it is if you haven't picked up on that yet. (laughs) You see, in all that I share and teach about on this podcast, I long for it to lead you to a deeper relationship with God, a better ability to hear from him and live out the purpose and calling that he has placed on your life. Because what I've come to know and believe is that as you learn how to prioritize your rest, when you learn how to fuel your body with the right food so you have energy, and when you learn to see yourself and your body in a positive way, you do see God more clearly for who he truly is. And in that, you get to see yourself for who he created you to be and what he created you to do. So today, I want to share practically about how to simply grow your relationship with God, how to set aside intentional time to spend with him, how to live in a spiritual growth mindset where seeking the Lord with your whole self becomes a way of life for you. So grab your Bible, a notebook, and a pen, and let's get into it. Hey, sweet mama. Welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really matter to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Okay, so I talk all the time about having a biblical mindset when it comes to living healthy about how important it is to grow your relationship with God and keep him number one in your health and your life. But today, I want to get into the how of all of that some more. How do you actually live out this spiritual growth mindset or develop it if you don't already live in this mindset consistently? You may have heard it in my story before where I was completely lost and broken in my life, in my motherhood, in my marriage, in my health. I was trying all of the things to make myself feel better, to feel normal, to stop doing what I knew I shouldn't be doing, like being angry at my kids and my husband all the time, not exercising or exercising too much or eating all the wrong things or obsessing over my body weight or whatever. And one day I reached the end of myself. I felt like I had hit rock bottom. Like if I kept going the way I was going, life was going to suck forever. But God, I decided to make a commitment to myself, for myself, for my family, for God. I made a commitment to my spiritual growth by choosing to wake up early every single day and read the Bible. And it took a long time to feel like anything was changing. I didn't really enjoy doing this at first, but it was the catalyst that I needed. God knew I needed to spur me on to living wholeheartedly in this spiritual growth mindset that would ultimately reveal to me my true identity in Christ, my purpose for living, 
and the amazing love that God has for me each and every day, no matter what. All I did was determine to give God and his word some time at the beginning of each day, and my life changed forever. Like, that's as simple as it was to get me started. When I was filling my mind with more of his truth and love than I was with other things in this world, even if for only like 15 minutes a day to start, it began to shift everything for me. That is the how. As simple as that. If you do not already have an intentional time, even five minutes each day to spend with God, growing your relationship with him, start there. It can look a million different ways because it's a relationship. Remember, God is concerned with your heart more than anything. Ask yourself right now if your heart posture is to know God more and grow in your relationship with him, or is it to have an answer to whatever you've been praying about or a savior just for after your earthly body dies? When you begin to spend time with God, his truth about you and his path for your life will begin to become clear. When you set that time aside to actively listen to what he is saying and then act on it, you'll grow deeper in him. Because scripture tells us that when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And that's a truth that you can believe and trust. So let's get practical now and talk about what your relationship with God looks like and how you can continue growing spiritually. What I've learned over my years of walking with the Lord is that everyone's relationship with God looks different. Everyone hears from him differently and everyone worships differently. That being said, there's no right or wrong way to grow your relationship with God. Well, I guess the wrong way would be to not keep seeking him, but I'm assuming that's not what your intention is. I think there's some key disciplines that can really help in your spiritual growth, and those are what I'm going to be talking about today. So the church family that I gather here with locally has felt a strong conviction about how to keep focus on Jesus in all that they do, and it has strongly influenced how I see my personal relationship with God, and I want to share them with you here today. That is that everything that they do, they keep focused on worship, word, and prayer. So worship is defined as to show reverence or adoration for. In essence, anything you are putting your focus on, almost to an extreme. So if you have an obsession with a certain TV show, with an activity or a hobby, or anything that is drawing a lot of your focus and attention, I believe that is something that has your worship. I've heard it said before that as Christians, we're in a worship war. Everything that the enemy does in this world or in our lives and our minds is really focused on getting our attention off of God. I think of the passage in Matthew 6 where Jesus is tempted by the devil after being in the wilderness for 40 days. Verses 8 through 11 actually say, Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Just what a beautiful picture that is. See, the last temptation the devil tried on Jesus was telling him he would give him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory if, only if, Jesus would worship him. This is the way the enemy still works, distracting us, making us think that anything in this world is better than our hope in Jesus Christ as Savior and eternal life with the one true God. But the problem when we fall into that thinking is that it's giving our worship, our focus, putting our hope in the devil who actually has no power over anyone who believes in Jesus. But it can be oh so tempting, can't it? I heard a sermon one time about this passage and the preacher said, if the devil has your worship, he has your heart. And what do I always say? Well, I guess what I read that's clear in the Bible is that God is after our hearts. So 
having a heart posture continually focused on God is worship to him. So the way to grow spiritually through worship is to keep your eyes fixed on God, to choose to see him in all things, to seek him first in all we are doing and realizing that we are nothing apart from him. In him are all things and all things hold together. When we live a life of worship, keeping our view of ourselves and the world in its proper place beneath God, when we can give our lives as a living sacrifice to the one worthy of all of our praise and glory and worship, then our hearts will begin to change more and more and the focus on our lives and our minds will constantly be on our magnificent, awesome God. <laughs> now, I'm sure when I said worship, you were thinking about music, huh? That's one practical way to worship is through music, through song, but it definitely can go so much deeper than that. I love to think of worship in the sense of where I'm choosing to place my affections and my focus. Okay, back to the practical though. Listening to worship music, filling your mind with the sweet songs of praise is a great way. Continually recognizing and speaking out the character of God and his infinite goodness and kindness and love and keeping focus on him above yourself or the things of this world. Worship really does come down to a mind thing most of the time. The enemy loves to get in our heads through our thoughts. So making sure that you are recognizing all of your thoughts and testing them up against, against this attitude of worship is really important. So my question for you is what are some ways you will keep worship as a foundation in your relationship with God? Now, the next one is word. That's the Bible, scripture, the book of truth, whatever you want to call it. I truly believe it is one of the best ways God communicates with us. It's the way we can know and understand more about God and his love and character. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. We have been given all that we need for life and godliness. It's important. It's really important. That's what I'm getting at. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. Now, there are many ways to read the Bible and study its contents, but today I want to just share briefly about some ideas for reading as a discipline for growing spiritually. So knowing the truth of the Bible is of utmost importance to know who you are in Christ and what your purpose in the kingdom is. But I also get that it can be hard to understand at times, not to mention super overwhelming. My goal is for you to walk away with some practical strategies to try out and my prayer is that through trying these, you're going to fall in love with the word of God and have just this growing desire to spend time with God by reading his word. So here are three ways to interact with God through his word. Although, like I said, there are so many ways and you'll likely change strategies or try new things as your relationship with God grows stronger or you walk through different seasons with him. But this is just a good place to start. So the first is following a plan. Now, this is like a specific reading plan you know, doing a specific guided study or designing a personal reading plan for yourself, however you like to do it. It just gives structure, right? This is the perfect way to get started. If you have a hard time getting the discipline down or you feel you need more guidance and structure at this point in your walk with the Lord. Now, there are a lot of resources out there for Bible study. I know the Daily Grace Co. is a great place to start to find a study that interests you. You can also follow something like the Bible Recap or similar Bible reading plans that simply guides you through which scriptures to read each day. Or you can create a routine or a plan for yourself. For example, one of the ways I started out reading scripture was to read a chapter a day from an Old Testament book, a chapter from Psalms and or Proverbs, and a chapter from a New Testament book. And this was a great way to get me started in my reading and understanding of the Bible. 
I will say with any of these, it's important not to get get caught up in a checklist mentality or all or nothing thinking. Remember, your relationship with God is a relationship. If you don't have enough time for for your study or your plan one day, don't beat yourself up over it. If you don't feel like reading what was part of your plan, but instead read somewhere else, that's fine too. Listen to the Holy Spirit's prompting. The idea is that having a plan will help you get into the discipline of daily scripture reading so you can get to know and love the word of God. So the second way is journaling through scripture. Now I find that journaling is a really good way to force myself to really slow down and think about what I'm reading. It's also a great way to be able to write down and remember questions that you have or anything confusing that you come across that you can ask someone else for some help as well. Now, if you're looking for someone to take you through various strategies for Bible journaling, because you know this will really help your spiritual growth, I highly recommend my good friend Kayla. She hosts her own podcast called the His Word, My Walk podcast. You can check her out there, but go look her up online at kaylapraise.com, K-A-E-L-A-P-R-A-Y-S.com, and check out her Bible journaling boot camp. You can sign up for that at any time, and it is an absolutely incredible experience. I went through it when she first launched it over a year ago now, and it changed how I look at my time with God completely. But just a quick overview of some ideas to start with. You can simply write out a recap of what you read, write down questions as they come up, and just journal through that way. Another thing is that you can take out a passage, take take a look at a passage and write out what it says about the people in the context of that book, um, like that it was written to in the historical, cultural context. You can write out what it says about God. And then from there, you can kind of discern what truths you can apply to yourself today. But again, Bible Journaling Bootcamp is an incredible thing that's going to walk you through and teach you through and coach you through how to really begin implementing these strategies so that you can just grow your relationship with God through spending time in his word. Again, as I always say, you're gonna have to make it your own. Do what works for you and try some things out. But the important concept of journaling is that it really causes you to slow down and explore how God is speaking to you through his word each day. And then the third way I want to talk about is memorizing and meditating on scripture. Now, I love having scripture memorized because it's the best defense against anything trying to get my attention away from the truth. And meditating on scripture is simply keeping it at the front of your mind, marinating in it, so to speak. These are very similar concepts and they go hand in hand. A few ways to walk this out is to read the same passages each day for as long as it takes or as long as you feel led by the Holy Spirit to. Another way is to write them around your house or your car or wherever you're going to see them most. So I urge you as you are on this journey to read the Bible more that you try to study scripture fully in the context in which it was written learning how to understand full passages and books rather than simply searching for verses that fit a specific need you feel like you have in a particular moment. God's given us so much knowledge and wisdom through scripture. I just, I encourage you to seek to glean all that you can from it with the help of the Holy Spirit. So my question for you is what will you do so you can grow in this discipline of studying the Bible? Now, whether it's 15 minutes every morning like I started or an hour a day, whether it's a verse here and there throughout the day or sometime in the evening before bed to meditate and journal through what you've read throughout the day, it might look different for you in different seasons. But remember that this has to be intentional. 
and it probably won't be easy all the time, but it will definitely be worth it if you can know and experience even a little more of the infinite and steadfast and perfect love of the Father in heaven. Do you wish there was a way to get to a weight you love and consistently prioritize your health without feeling like it takes up all of your time? Do you wish that getting healthy was simple and enjoyable so you could have more energy for the things you love? I know what it feels like to believe that healthy choices will never come naturally. To wonder if you'll always feel this guilt and shame around yourself and your health in place of the confidence you desire. I know what it feels like to long to simply feel better and have more energy even as a busy mom. Imagine if you consistently made your healthiest decisions and officially ditched the shame and guilt you used to feel so you could live in true confidence as the mom God created you to be. Imagine if you knew how to live healthy in a way that was actually simple and fun and allowed you to grow in your relationship with God. That's why I created the Empowered Health Framework where I teach you healthy living on a foundation of mindful nutrition, joyful movement, and spiritual growth so you can spend less time and energy worrying about your health and more time actually living confidently. Through this online course, you'll learn to naturally make the best decisions for your health in a way that honors the Lord without obsessing over diets or exercise, without feeling shame or guilt around every choice, and without taking up all of your time. You'll walk away with the most simple habits for living healthy without all of that overwhelm and confusion of diets and workout programs so you can use your energy where you truly want and ultimately live out the changes you desire to make in your life, including getting to a weight that you love in a way that's natural and sustainable, all while deepening your relationship with God. So if you're ready to get healthy and fit for life without obsessing over diets or exercise in a simple and easy to follow plan that works for your busy mom life, I've got just the thing for you. I'd like to personally invite you to join my online course, Empowered Health Framework, so you can learn to live healthy God's way. There are now two ways to sign up. You can sign up as a go at your own pace course or with one-on-one coaching to keep you extra accountable as you walk through your journey. So go ahead and visit healthyandempoweredliving.com forward slash course for all of the details and get signed up today so you can finally find the time to get to a weight you love and consistently prioritize your health in a way that's simple so you can have more energy to create the mom life you love. Okay, so the third discipline I want to talk about is prayer. I like to think of prayer as a conversation with God. There is so much to be said about prayer, but I want to try and keep it simple to give you a simple place to start and grow from. Now, this is a discipline worth pursuing. The Bible tells us that Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. Now, they could have asked for anything, and yet that was their request because they likely saw the purpose. They realized that prayer changes things, including themselves. We are taught through the New Testament to pray without ceasing, pray at all times, to ask and you shall receive. I think prayer brings you to a place of surrender and recognition that there's nothing that you can do before you cry out to God. So I want to just touch on a few ways to grow in this discipline of prayer. And again, there are many more, so don't limit yourself or don't limit God rather. Just start where you are and grow from there. So the first one is praying scripture. Now this is an amazing and easy way to know what to pray. The Psalms are basically all prayers. You can read in many of the New Testament letters how Paul and the other authors prayed for those that they were writing to. You can stand firm on the character and promises of God in scripture by praying them back to God. A simple place to begin is the Lord's Prayer, the way Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And I'm just gonna read that here for you now. Matthew 6, 9 through 13, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You can also find that in Luke chapter 11 as well. So the second one is prayer journaling or keeping a prayer list. 
And this is just writing out your prayers or at least writing out what you're praying for. And I think this is a really good way to just keep track of answered prayers, really, and being able to look back at the ways that God worked through your prayers. I personally like to write out my prayers completely at times because it helps me to focus and process as I write. I also love writing as I'm asking God questions. And then as I begin writing the answers he puts on my heart, I can just hear the Holy Spirit whispering. It's a beautiful thing in my relationship with God. Now, that might not be for you, and that's okay. It's just an example. I think keeping a list of things you're intentionally praying for is really helpful, though. So again, you can see how God worked those things out, and you can give him the glory for it, And whether those things are for other people or circumstances in your own life. Developing a discipline of prayer is going to take time and intentionality, again, like all of the other things that I've already talked about. You'll have to plan and set aside time for it, even if it's only like five minutes a day to start or getting in the habit of praying as you fall asleep at night or whatever it might be for you. You may need something more challenging to jumpstart a love of prayer. One time I fasted from listening to things in my car, so I drove in silence a lot. And I was intentionally trying to develop this habit of prayer in my life that it would become my go-to for more than when I felt like I needed something for God. But more as a way to spend time with him as a father and a friend. So what will you do to grow your spiritual discipline of prayer? As a quick recap, the spiritual discipline that I talked about today um, in order to help you grow your relationship with God were worship, word, and prayer. Now, I encourage you to take the time and have an honest conversation with yourself and God about where you are spiritually right now and, and decide on the areas you might need to be more disciplined in order to live in a constant mindset of spiritual growth and seeking the Lord. Because as I mentioned in the beginning, and as I share all the time, building your healthy lifestyle on a foundation of a relationship with Jesus is really the only way to truly live healthy and empowered. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.